You'll pay for this! Flowers! If you want to fight me What? Ha! You're not the brightest You won't know what's hit you in the slightest Look Chuck loving this Me and my fireballs <laughs> He's enjoying this so much My demon hipster chicks Demon hipster chicks are hot I'm talking the dog Cause I know I'm so He's just over there, he can just do this all day. Gonna... That doesn't even rhyme. This is impossible. How can this be? Open your eyes. Maybe you'll see. This is a professional fucking operation, you cocksuckers. Shwammo! Tis I, the Prince of Podcasting, the bipolar rock and roller, the Sultan of Slits, the Godfather of Gash. The left-handed Leviathan. Huh? Ah, that's good. Whenever I become a pro wrestler, that's going to be my nickname. But then again, it'll it'll tip off my opponents as to my dominant hand. Yeah, he can't do that. <laughs> anyway, episode what number is it? One sixty-two, mother bitches, of the Don Blankenship Experience slash Pillow Fort Radio. <laughs> the Don Blankenship Experience. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't think of anything <laughs> Joined once again by my heterosexual life mate The Vanilla Gorilla The White Samoan The first black man to ice skate backwards on the Kanawha River You know that, did you? Back- backwards Backwards On the Kanawha <laughs> Kanawha River I like that, I like that. Also, he's uh, transracial so. Yeah hmm. Me and Rachel Dolezal are going to have a kid uh, I'm sorry, it's pronounced Delizel that's old Chucky K the sax over there. <laughs> Excuse me a second. <laughs> Had to get him ah! that key change. And of course, we're joined by the Reese Witherspoon of Regenerative Farming. <laughs> Frequent guest. Returning champion. I'm the, the the Frank Sinatra of people that used to make music that sounds like Radiohead in Fayette County. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Although I never thought you would sound awesome. like Radiohead. Thank it you. Is, it is a mouthful. Thank God, somebody. <laughs> I, I mean, I could tell you were influenced. <laughs> tell you what you were going for. It's like everybody says he sounds exactly like no, Pearl Jam when they I talk was... about me. I'm like, I don't sound like Pearl Jam. <laughs> You just know that I like them, so you say that. You're just being lazy. <laughs> John Morgan's here, everybody. <laughs> they always say that. He sounds exactly like Pearl Jam. No! 
I don't. What the song? John Morgan of people sounding like radio? Who do you think I sound more like this? <laughs> anyway, we got a great show planned for you. My God, all the things that I have planned. Sweet Jesus. A lot of plans. Oh, man. I've got a whole list of shit written down here. Blueprints, even. <laughs> Tremendous. Well, that's where I'm building an outbuilding. AutoCAD. <laughs> I did get in and draw up some plans for uh, something for a new studio. <laughs> I want it to be made in crayon. <laughs> Everything's misspelled. It's written in period blood. Because <laughs> I'm woke. Because you're woke. I'm woke. Oh, God. Anyway, how's everybody doing? Good. That's great. All right. <laughs> That's the end of the show. <laughs> Just got to get content out. <laughs> yeah. Got to get something amps. out of there. Yeah. Oh. Just kidding. We would never do that to you. I've totally done that before, though. So. Didn't I end one like after a minute or something? I, I might have. Maybe. Probably more like 10 or something. Yeah, I might have to look back in the archives. The archives. Do you need to do some... Uh, do some like gathering of data. It's like the longest episode, the shortest episode. The longest episode is not in doubt. I can tell you what the longest episode is. Yeah, the longest episode, episode is. If it's <laughs> four and a half hours. It's four. It's five. <laughs> five? But I did split it into two episodes, but it was all recorded in one sitting. Yeah. It was when Andy Frampton came to town. The night Andy Frampton came to town. Part it, one was it was rough. It was... A bit I mean, much. <laughs> the content, the content wasn't. Uh, no, it was awesome. It was no, a great, we had a great show. job, and it was pre- it was very funny. Oh, I mean, he's a professional it's comedian, so oh, I was he just, was on the show. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. just setting him up for bits. Like he gave and me he a whole list of things to say. I would just set him up and <laughs> like, so I hear you like trapper keepers, <laughs> and he'd go into a ten minute monologue about trapper oh, keepers. Trapper keepers. Oh, funny you should mention that. <laughs> <laughs> How about these jams? Are they shorts? Oh, yeah, these girls walking around. These Lisa Frank trapper. Keepers with the unicorns <laughs> and the flowers. Uh, I always got the generic trapper keeper that would break after the first day. It was the paper keeper, yes. Or something like that. <laughs> and we have dogs fighting. God, what a day! What a day to be alive. How's everything going, John Morgan? Oh, pretty good. All right. Um. <laughs> it's the art of great storytelling. It's uh, details. It's not winter anymore. <laughs> That's that is true. That's demonstrably true. Not winter. It's, uh, it's actually still spring, though. Starting to feel like summer, though, a little bit. It's every technically now and then. still spring. We had, a, we had a one day this week. It was like 65. It was awesome. Day. It was tremendous. I slept. <gasps> hey, I hey. Up at the farm one day, you know, have the doors and stuff open, and it was it was definitely in the 50s before the sun came up. Yeah. yeah it was yeah, cold. It was, great. It, was, it was awesome. It was great. The state felt good all day. <laughs> Fucking, uh, today feels a little bit more like summer. Yeah. About um, 90. <laughs> I cruise down the block two miles an hour so everybody sees you. Like, go, uh, go to the strip. Go to the strip. Uh, the Connaught, uh, Charlton Heights strip. Yeah. It's where everybody goes and you know, you Yeah, everybody, some, everybody get some burger, burgers, gets a malt, and burgers and fries. Burgers and fries. and a malt and they bring like, the classic cars. Kind of sit on your car and <laughs> wave at the girls. You do the finger guns that everybody's I, I want to be the old guy who does that. Mackie, would you please? Who I was, I was almost cool when I was younger and then as I got older I couldn't let it go. See, it's not the really cool people who do that because they move on because they're they're able they're they're cool, so they're able to know when something's not cool anymore. Oh, yeah. It's the one who's almost cool, who's like on on the outs a little bit. Yeah, he's like, and then he's, he's like friends with all the cool guys. Yeah, and he's kind of cool himself. Like everybody likes he's him. Thirty six, still going to yeah, high school football games, yeah. wearing his Letterman's jacket. Yeah, not cool. He's that guy on Napoleon Dynamite. Um, he's Uncle Rico. Rico. <laughs> 
<laughs> Swear to God, the, I could throw the, this thing to the moon. The term, the term for that kind of guy should just be the Rico. Yeah, He's a Rico. yes, that's a good one. We used to call them townies, but they're Ricos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you can, go, you can go outside and play in the sun, you fucking retards. <laughs> back, back years ago, I could throw a pixie in a quarter mile. <laughs> I, had a, really? I had a 1962 Mustang GT with a four burn. <laughs> it's like the. It's like. Uh, see, but McConaughey's character on Daisy Confused was that guy and still managed to be cool. Yeah, he did. He's like the unicorn of townies. <laughs> he was still relevant. People were like, man, Wooderson's going to come and hang out. He was a hey, Rico Mackie. Suave. Yeah, he was. Would you guys please Rico shut up? Go suave. We didn't get that song. Running. Gerardo. Oh, is this the first Gerardo reference we've had? I'm going to play that song. I right hope now. so. Hey, you hope it's the first. Mackie, would you please? Uh. So hot. Salsa even. Hey. Rico. <laughs> I'm just getting rid of Bub. We go outside, faggot. There's Rico Suave. Okay, this dude. Let's talk for a minute about the the fit. This guy's gear. Leather jacket. Check. <laughs> um, bandana. Check. Spandex bike shorts. Wondrous head of Double check. Yeah. No shirt with the leather jacket. Well, that's the only way you're. I think that's. You have, if you have abs, you have to wear a leather jacket with no shirt. Look Hot as fuck. The 90s chicks. 90s camel toe. Oh, man. With the high-waisted swimsuit. Mm. The swimsuit goes up over her love handles. Oh, that's awesome. He's just like, he's the Mexican Joey Lawrence, right? I, I, I have never heard a more accurate like, de- description of anything. This is terrible. Did people like this? Yes, it was a huge hit. Yeah, but but it was like it was a hit because he was good looking. All the women love Gerardo. All the way LL C G. Ladies love cool Gerardo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't like this. Man, it's, I'm not it's a fan not, of It's this. never good. The chorus is good. You know who he went on tour with? CNC Music Factory. There's no way he didn't go yeah. on tour with CNC Music Factory. <laughs> they had the same producer. Yes. Oh, God damn it. What were we talking about before we went into Gerardo? Oh, Uncle Rico. Uh, townies. Rico's. Yeah. yeah. And then there's a specific kind of townie that... that who actually is cool, but still kind of a Rico, and he's a Rico Suave. Uh, Neat. John is killing it over here. Yeah, I like it. He's, yeah. like, he's like a... He should be a regular panel member. No. 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 No regular We'd panel members? We'd have to members? replace somebody, and I'm not being replaced. <laughs> I, I think we have room for an extra. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just well, got shot. Hell, I don't know. If John wants to come down every fucking week and be on the show every fucking week. John's got farming shit. shit to do. He can't do that. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I've got stuff I could be doing. <laughs> John's a procrastinator. Well, yeah, no, I, honestly, I if you want to just come be on the fucking show, I don't give a shit. That would be awesome. Fuck it. Fuck it. We're doing it live. I mean, we, we've got a void. I, don't, I can't explain it. Like, I don't avoid if two people. It, it, I don't know. It, it went so long, yeah, that we were doing so well, and then for some reason, like 
about six, eight weeks ago, it just seemed a like a little empty. Yeah. And it's always just been us two most yeah, of the time. There's a, there's a lack of feminine presence. So you're saying John's going to fill the Yes, I do. Presence. I'm saying that. Well, I mean, his well, hair is a little long. <laughs> yeah. And he does have a vagina. He's but, intersex. But I don't know who you'd be talking about because, see, the three dogs are males. Yeah. We're males. Yeah. Don't assume my gender, but We're, yes. Ask first. <laughs> Where would the feminine influence have ever come from? I don't know. It's, it's weird. I it's like, like, it's I almost like a spiritual thing. Yeah, I feel like we were in an alternate reality or something. I think it's where I used to burn incense during the show. That's fair. Mm. And uh, I used to get laid Musk. a lot. Was, and there was always was estrogen wearing, and pussy on me. So. Yeah. yeah, I was wearing some essential oils that were kind of girly. Yeah. But also kind of masculine. Sort of like, you can't tell if it's a... If it's a hippie smell or an old lady. Well, that that's an interesting. Uh, smells like mothballs and that's a an interesting. Kind of like potpourri. Yeah. Okay. A musky potpourri. I'm sorry. It's it's pronounced potpourri. Potpourri. Yes. I'm sorry. Is patchouli a masculine or a feminine smell? It's just a smell to cover up body odor. Is that what it is? I think so. I've got patchouli scented uh, incense. It doesn't smell bad. I don't. No, think. It's, I, it smells really good. I love the way it smells. I think it's kind of gender neutral. Nooch It's nooch Gin nooch Like the uh, What was it CK1 was supposed to be Both for males and females I like CK1 and it, and it was more for males Yeah Really I always thought it, I always thought it smelled More like a Like a perfume than cologne I used to spray it on my taint Cause, Cause I guess it's because The girls that I really Wanted to bang in middle school all wore it, and yeah. the guys. No, the well, guys didn't wear cologne because unless we were going to the dance, unless it was Drakkar Noir, unless it was paired with a silk shirt. There you go. At the dance, that's right. Then we would put. <laughs> they on. just need to. That, that, that's a business opportunity. Silk shirts soaked in cologne and sweat because yeah. those things don't breathe. Yeah, they don't. Especially the ones that I wore in the nineties. <laughs> I never had a silk shirt, but I was always very envious of the dudes that had them. And I was like, man, if my parents just had eleven dollars. <laughs> To get me a generic <laughs> shitty silk shirt. It's more satiny. <laughs> it's crust velvet. Sea velvet. Velveteen. If you take an average of the 2% inflation rate and apply that to $11 in 92, you know, you're looking at like a $30 shirt. There you go. I mean, man, that's nothing to sneeze at. I, I'm, I'm trying to think. I was in junior high, 91, 92, I think. No, 92. 92, I turned 13. Okay, so 92. So 26. But, like, in around 93, the silk shirt game from everybody just dropped off. Yeah. Everybody started flannels. Yeah. Everybody started wearing flannels. And I was like, I'm already wearing flannels. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> this is fantastic. <sighs> All of a sudden, I'm, I'm, I at least look cool. I cool wore the flannel, I have to be honest. I mean, it was, I wanted to be cool, so I had flannels. I mean, that was the thing. I mean... There's nothing wrong with that. No. Well, just, there is. I mean. I was just already a crusty dude that wore flannel. Well, it's like this. I pay no attention, zero attention to male fashion. Like, I'm wearing what I'm wearing. Fuck you. <laughs> it's going to be t-shirts, jeans, and hat. That's going to be it. If you don't like it, get fucked. But that's kind of like a cool thing, though, too, isn't it? Is it? Not giving a fuck is very cool. I mean, like t-shirt jeans. I like. I wear the t-shirts because I like them. Like I buy t-shirts that I like. Like this is that's one of my favorite things. Uh, Alex Ross. I mean, you could make so. the, you can make the case for a pair of jeans that fit really well, being comfortable. Mm -hmm. But they're not comfortable. Like 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 gym shorts. Like gym shorts. Oh, are that's fair. Yeah, or like yeah. sweatpants. Yeah. Yeah. I find gym shorts extremely comfortable. Yeah. You know what I've started doing a lot lately, and. 
and I've lived alone for damn near nine years. Walking around naked. Not naked, just in the, in underwear. Like, yeah. Why haven't I always just done this? I do that now. I'm, I'm virtually always done that. <laughs> like in the last couple, couple months, I'm like, why haven't I just done this? I've been here by myself. <laughs> Who am myself. I dressing up for? Yeah. Why, why, am I putting on my, why am I putting on my nice <laughs> gym shorts? <laughs> With the hole Getting in them. Getting them all dirty. Every pair of my gym shorts does have a hole in them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't want to. Put on my nice gym t-shirt. But I have these jeans that are, like, I have one pair of jeans. These jeans go on. When I- God. <laughs> That's such an opportunity missed. But uh, <coughs> but they when I put them on, they just conform. I'm like, ah, that's, you know. Nice. And you only wash them, like, once a week. They're broke. I have yeah, jeans that I haven't washed jeans. in years. Really? Unless they get, like, visibly, physically dirty, like, actual dirt gets on them. They're mm-hmm. there. Like, I've read about jeans. Like, you're not really supposed to ever wash them. Hmm. Cowboys don't wash them. I kind of smell like a lot of ass. Eh, you let them air out, man. They're breath- it's breathable fabric. That's fair enough. Yeah, I mean, honestly. Th- you I put mean, them in the, sh- in, your, in the bathroom when you're taking a shower and let them steam out. Or even just. I'm learning so much. Or if you just lay Keep them. Going. Just lay them, like, on the whatever. Just lay them somewhere. And um, put whatever, them in the dryer. Whatever bacteria, once they get dry, whatever bacteria and whatever was causing the smell dies. And it kind of neutralizes the odor. So, what? What maybe right when I took it off might have had a little bit of smell to it. But just lay that thing down for a couple of weeks, pick it back up. Yeah, it's like eh, it it's doesn't very sm- rare. It, it does not smell it. like me, nor does it smell like laundry detergent, which it's, for me is ideal. I don't. Right. I hate laundry detergent. I hate all those chemical I, smells. See, I'm sorry, but I, I'm the completely the opposite. I bathe my clothes in, in fabric softener. I hate like, that stuff. I, oh, I like the way I it makes it. it feel, but a lot of yeah. them I don't like the way it makes it smell. Is there like a a smell neutral laundry detergent. There are okay. Yeah. Like, like uh, what is the one you get for when you have a baby? Drift. Because there's lots of people. Yeah. That, there's lots of people that actually get like serious headaches and or allergies or whatever to that shit. Yeah, I remember my cousin Matthew can't. He, he can't. Oh, so you're just going to out him like that on the show? Poor Matthew. Now everybody knows. <laughs> now he has a, an allergy that he's got. A strong nose, and he doesn't like the smell of fabric soft. No, his skin. Like, his skin is really sensitive. Oh, great. You're and out there for <laughs> psoriasis, shame, psoriasis shaming him? But he, like, Tide, well, does a number on him. Like, he'll break out in hives and all kinds of shit. Have you told him not to eat the Tide Pods? <sighs> is yeah, he a millennial eating Tide Pods? I, yeah, that, that, that right there <laughs> is the new... Is the you know, new, nobody ever did it. You know, it's the new Minions. Like, people wearing Minions t-shirts. And that's what, the is the, thing. what is the old people wearing Minions t-shirts? <laughs> Looney Tunes t-shirts. Looney Tunes t-shirts. And the Minions. old Looney Tunes t-shirts are old wrestling shirts from the 90s. <laughs> yes. And the old wrestling shirts from the 90s are people wearing NASCAR shirts. Yes. Okay. We we have a timeline. Hair metal shirts were in there somewhere. Hair metal shirts? Yes. Oh, that comes before NASCAR shirts. Okay. Because you had... I know there was a guy who I went to high school with. He would wear a great white shirt, the same great white shirt, three times a week. Nothing wrong with that, man. People got favorite shirts. Well, yeah. I, I had a Megadeth shirt that I rocked often. I mean, it was it fell apart, basically, because it was just <laughs> not washed so much. But, I mean, that you got somebody's really supportive laundry person there, unless unless he's doing it himself. I mean, to, they weren't washed at all. Well, are you saying he was a scurb? Kind of. Skank. A scallywag. <laughs> that was our, that was our word scallywag. for like a at at the in the Nichols County. 
Scalawag Scurb was what we. That's called. a really good one. Like the poor people, and I, I guess I, I was poor, but I don't know that I ever got called a scurb to my face. I don't know that I ever got called much to my face though, because you want to fucking get these mitts. If you put my name in your mouth, <laughs> leave room for these hands. I'm telling you right now. Well, you can be there, there, you can be poor, but then there's a cool element axis as well. So if you're poor but cool, then you don't you're not in the scurb slash skank category. Hmm. But if you're if you're unpopular and yeah. poor, yeah, also attractiveness. It, like if you're an asshole and you're poor, it's you're not going to have. Yeah, it's, it's not good for you. I mean, if you're if you're poor and you've got and your hygiene is good, that's another thing. If you're poor, your hygiene is good, and you're cool and got and ca- charisma, that gives you some kind of edge. You're like Judd Nelson in, in the Breakfast Club. Good <laughs> class, class clowniness. Who? Yes, I'm pretty sure Gerardo based his clothing off of. It's fair, and so did uh, Joey Lawrence. Yeah. Whoa. Can we get into Joey Lawrence's song for a second? Would you like to get into Joey Lawrence's song? I know, I mean, we, I know we've played that song. If we're bringing him up, you know. We've played There's Nothing My Love Can't, can't fix, fix For You, baby. baby. <laughs> I don't know if I know this one. Oh, 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 you're in for a Triz Neat. <laughs> Notice. Starts out. Almost the exact same video as Gerardo. Yeah, almost the same beat. And people are committing crimes. Graffitiing. Yeah. They're skating for some reason. It was the 90s. People skated. What do you want? Why is my baby blue? He's actually not a bad singer. Can't see the oh, he's produced as fuck. Oh, yeah. I carry a tune. I kind of think saying. deep down, this is really more the kind of artist I want to be. <laughs> I don't want to play an instrument. I want to oh, sing and dance. Oh, do you want to do the tear thing? Where and you be desired. By John. shallow women. We, we, whenever we were drinking last week, we talked about making a new record. Would you like to make a hip, a pop dance record? I'd be fucking Lily. I'm just not that good at it. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't. I mean, have... I could do it. <laughs> I'd have to get a new synth. We could talk to Jamo. I think he's got a pretty new synth. Really, I just need. A, really, I just need a um, a good MIDI controller, and I can get some cheap plugins. I'll run them off the computer. I've got a new. I've got a mini controller, but it's only this. Well, no, big. I need. I need the big boy. Oh, you need the. Yeah. I can I play you? I, I, hit I have another one that I might work. Found. Just say. I don't know if it works anymore, though. Actually, I've got one. I've got a sixty-six key one or fifty-four key one. I think. Okay, what do you got? I've got an ad here coming up, so let's. Uh, <laughs> this four star been, or something. This has been one of the more pointless shows okay. we've done, and I've enjoyed it. Oh yeah, Jordy! Ah! Go Jordy! Go Jordy! The fucking two-year-old kid from France, single, and I'm fucking sitting here doing nothing. My thumb up my ass. I mean, the way or play some Michael Bolton. Uh, oh, what's the, what's the what's my favorite one? Um, this mom's kind of hot. I know it. It's got the, it's got the best video. Um, How do I supposed to live without you? No. Yeah, we're, we're well, they're all good. But said I loved you, but I lied. I like yes, that song. Yes, that one. I like that song. I and the video, you, but I lied. the video is like so cheesy that it's like the best video of all time. Yes. That video is amazing. Uh, look, at those, look at those 90s graphics. And I don't what, know if that's the cheesiest see, we're video. Gonna, we're no, going to do a star no. wipe. Look at the flames. Now, now watch, the how many times, watch how many times his outfit changes and the subtleties. It'll go from... See, now he's got the jacket on. I like the jacket. The white shirt. It's looks a great good jacket. Because it's nighttime. I also like that he's got the... dress hair. Unbuttoned all yeah, the way to the navel. Crank that shit. I 
motherfucker could sing. Yeah, he could. He still can. That boy good. That boy could sing. <laughs> Sexual chocolate. <laughs> That boy's good. See, I figure. Good and I, terrible. Why I, I want to be like I want to be an artist like Michael Bolton. I figure if I'm gonna be like not popular, I at least want to be have women want to fuck me and make money. See, I, I would love to see somebody that could actually sing really well that pulls this shtick on a local level. Oh, that would be fucking awesome. I know some people that could do it that have no artistic integrity. <laughs> I'm not gonna mention any names. But I'm pretty sure both of you know who I'm talking yes, about. Yes, I think I do. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good mimic, I'll tell you that. Uh, See that blue shirt? Yeah, it's, oh, he's wearing a Canadian tuxedo right there. Look at that hair in the wind. In the videos, we could I could do this, be this guy, and the video could be out in Long Point, <laughs> out over the gorge. Oh God, that's such a good spot. <laughs> White shirt. He's walking on water. He's Jesus. Denim shirt. Changed again. That's three changes. You've analyzed this many times before. I've watched this video a lot. Like how it went to a minor right there. Oh, and then he and then the key change in this, he, it goes up a key for the last chorus. Oh yeah. It's See, you guys are getting way too complex for me. I just now he's in black because this verse is a little darker. <laughs> <laughs> he's in a cave. I like how much you've analyzed this video. No, I can tell you what's happening uh, uh, next before time. And he's, he's wearing a Phantom <laughs> of the Opera mask. There's the babe. She is a babe. Oh, God. Now they're on the beach. Dude, now they're the beach, beach sex. They were necking. They were. Uh, There's heavy the white petting. horse. She's riding the white horse. She's, that is a metaphor for his penis. She's jiggling. That's a metaphor for Michael Bolton. Yeah. He is a stallion. I guarantee you Michael Bolton's got him a horse cock. You think? Yeah. Yeah. He's either he's he's either that or it's really tiny. And it doesn't matter because he's really good at fellatio. It doesn't seem it doesn't seem like he's overcompensating. It's, no, it's huge. Fellatio or cunnilingus? It's, 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 his, his dick is huge, but he doesn't have to use it very much because yeah. he just touches the girl Wait, and they come. Let me answer that. Fellatio. <laughs> he just... He just touches her. He just sings yeah. into like, her ah, twat. She starts shaking. That's true. He just sings right into her twat. Maybe whispers, whispers into her ear a little bit. They have a sound, baby. When it comes out, it just bursts into songs. I do love that. Like Back, uh, back he, into the denim. He does a Mr. X. I said I loved you, but I lo- lied. Like yeah. You're thinking, oh, no. But then he goes, because it's more than love, I feel. Like, there's not a word to describe this. Like, <laughs> I probably wrote something similar to that whenever I was 19. <laughs> I thought I was, like, good, but no. Yeah. It's not nearly as good as this. You lied. (laughs) (laughs) Now, wait. The the yellow shirt's coming up. That was weird. We jiggled it. But, uh, I don't think it made it onto the recording, though. Probably not. Be ready for the yellow shirt. The yellow oh. shirt is very important sim- sim- symbolically for the energy of the mess. How many times do you watch this today on YouTube? Today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I do love, this is the perfect song for an acoustic guitar solo like, like they just had. It was beautiful. There she is. Oh, there it is. It <sighs> would be a, cl- a classical guitar, perhaps. Here it comes. Oh, oh, get and, ready. And get the yellow ready. shirt. Get happy. The yellow shirt. All oh, the flash. Yes! The yellow shirt. Yes! It's yes! Just for a second. USA! Just for a second. USA! Triumph! Damn, he can sing. There's the jacket back. Jacket back, exactly. Imagine how much this fucking video cost to have a helicopter like do that because back then they didn't have drones. Imagine how much money this song fucking made. Oh yeah, it was big. Still making money. I'm sure. Still making money. When a man loves a woman, holy fucks. 
Percy Sledge's version was better. You know, for my money, I don't think it gets any better. <laughs> then when Michael Bolton sings when a man. What's your favorite song, Michael? I, I guess I just kind of like them all. <laughs> You're damn right you do. I celebrate his entire <laughs> catalog. <laughs> the softball videos. <laughs> we had softball instructional videos. Uh, I'm, Michael Bolton had softball instructional videos. I'm going. You're to look, fucking I'm shitting not me. Kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding at all. God, I hope this is real. I hope this is not something misremembered. Did you, did you guys ever? Um, so in the '90s, back in the '90s, when we when I was playing baseball and shit out in Carrollton Holler, and um, you want to go to Pizza Hut? Michael Bolton's winning softball. Pizza Hut had that was right when Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie came out. Right after that, and Pizza Hut had this partnership with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They sure did. And um, if you got to order enough pizzas or got enough stamps or whatever it is. You could get this cassette tape that was an album by the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That was actually a really solid rock album, and I don't. Are you kidding? It's called "Coming Out of Our Shells." <laughs> of course, it's called. What else you, would it be? If called? you can find that shit, it's got some great tunes on. I'm not even joking. <laughs> I, I, I want it on vinyl. <laughs> Do you guys? Because Columbia produced this, and it's called Michael Bolton's Winning Softball. And do you think that's part of the terms of his fucking deal? Was, yeah, I'm going to sign with you guys, but you guys need to help me produce a series of softball videos, my instructional softball. I guarantee that's the only sport he ever played. I bet he's great at it. Yeah. Softball's a great sport. Yeah, he uh, had softball videos. You can't have a vibrato, uh, a falsetto voice a like that song. and not be able to crack a softball out of the park. You say Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming out of our shell? Yep, coming, coming, oh, out, of, this. coming out of our shells. I don't know if it. I'd be really surprised if it's not on there somewhere. Uh, it. I don't think it ever went to to digital. So someone would have had to transfer it from analog to digital. This is the whole thing. This is like a tour video. They, oh my God, they did a tour. Now that. I don't, I, don't see that, I don't see that reunion tour for sure. I, I don't even like live music. This looks like Bon Jovi living on a prayer boat. That might be why they what they modeled it after. I wonder who was actually behind the music of the Team of Mutants. This is them touring. This is them on stage. Oh, God, what a time to be alive. Wait, this is from 1991. And they're in their turtle outfits. What a time to have been alive. You know, you all that was recorded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, a lot of the songs are about Dudes. pizza. Hey, we've had a great time. <laughs> yeah. We know you're all and surfing. Love yeah. And su- sewers. Yeah. And rats. Tubing on the sewers. One song is about tubing down in the sewers. You know what I love? I love that they're wearing professional wrestling outfits. They That's really tight. Awesome. Yeah. They got knee pads. But they also have. Jean vests. They do. But I'm not seeing much of a shell on them. You notice the lack of shells? Well, they're heroes in a half shell. Okay. Turtle power. You all know the story on how we got to be who we are. There's no way he can actually play guitar with three fingers. No. <laughs> I want to hear a song. Is this their ballad? There's several ballads on there. They're good, too. Is that... Splinter? I think it is. Oh, God, they're, they're doing, doing choreography. Stuff. They're doing katas. It says, fun fact, that's as effective <laughs> as actual karate in a fight. 
I'm kidding. Axel Cry might be effective if the guy that you're fighting doesn't know what he's doing. Right. I was just joking. Well, katas are actually really good for um, the <coughs> discipline, cre- creative visualization. Fair. Because because the point is that you're you're you know what I mean. You're you're visualizing the right. attacker as right. you, and, and and each move represents a specific attack. And so for that reason, it's very good. Mm-hmm. And for the reason that it's like you get just like really good form and really good balance and right. strength and stuff like that. I mean, I wasn't. But, I make fun because it's but sparring's just, a better way to learn to fight, though, right? For sure. Is one of the uh, songs on there called "No Treaties"? You think? I don't remember that. God, that sounds a little heavy. Coming out of our shells was the opening track. I remember that. It's like Night Ranger. It does sound like Night Ranger. <laughs> like he's singing this as he pumps his fist, his little turtle fist. There, okay, here's coming out of our shells. You can tell this is recorded from a tape. Mm-hmm. He's got the hiss, tape hiss on it. Because it never went digital. Oh, it's digital now, baby. <laughs> Is this familiar? Yeah, this is it. Out of a shell. This sounds like a Jovi song. Yeah. It's a Jovi jam. Out of a shell. It was very Jovi esque, the whole album. Or this could be extreme. When there's music inside of you. It could be a this is also This could be any 80s group Because like all All like hair rock was like Talking about When the music gets a hold of you baby When the music gets a hold of you Darling He used two Two terms of endearment It's actually not bad Here it comes that's the lead singer, Mr. Big. I'd be willing to bet you fucking money. I'm going to have to pull up. I'm the one that wants to be with you. you know? Oh, damn. Somebody got paid for this. Once we got started, yeah. we knew that was I don't know about that. Way too that much. sounds like it, man. It really sounds like it. Let's do a comparison. I pizza I got paid. We just practice and we stayed underground. Right along with our damn book program. I, I want it to kick in. Is it going to kick in soon? I think it's here. It's a wonderful sound. Shit. I don't know if this is the album version. Oh, is this the demo? <laughs> is this the from the box set? It's, it's been a, it's been a good... The, retros- the retrospective? <laughs> yeah, fuck you. I had it first. It's been a good... To be fair, it's been a good 25 plus years since I've heard it. Oh, did you guys pick up the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles box set? It's all vinyl. It's all vinyl. It's in the shape of an aquarium. It's really cool. It's got all the lyrics handwritten by Michelangelo. It comes with a Pizza Hut coupon. <laughs> and a book from that era, though. They're, not, take, they're not taking those anymore. Inspired coupon. Yeah. <laughs> a coupon for a product they no longer have. The Bigfoot Pizza Zone. The New Yorker. The Bigfoot. The Bigfoot. <laughs> I, I saw a friend of mine get basically cussed out because he he asked a, a Pizza Hut manager lady if he could have a Sasquatch, <laughs> and she lost her shit. I'm sick of your shit, kid. That doesn't order what you want. Is the Sasquatch the one from uh, Little Caesars? <laughs> I guess it was, but he it was before that, that even. He was just trying to be funny, and she was just it was not the right day. <laughs> We're going to do a comparison because I feel like this could be him. Girl, it could be. Show me what he's done to you. Stand up, little 
could be him. That guy can really fucking sing. Too. But can sing. Which That's ninja, a great fucking song. Which Ninja Turtle would he be? I'm thinking Donnie. Yeah. No, Leonardo. 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 Yeah. Maybe He's like Raphael. the leader. Maybe Raphael. Raphael was kind of like the Ringo. Would you, you ever notice that? Would you think Michelangelo would be the drummer because he's wild? He's a party dude. Well, nunchucks. Yes. Drummy. Well, yeah, okay. That's yeah. <laughs> then Raphael's like the George Harrison. He's, re- like- he's really one of the most talented ones, but you're never going to know it. Yeah, he just doesn't shine in the right. group. He has to wait till he gets out of the group. Exactly. Also, also the dumbest. <laughs> Not that drummers are all dumb, but... Well, who was the dumbest? Michelangelo. Was he? Definitely. I thought he was just radical and cowabunga. Combined with dumbness. Okay, fair enough. Then Donatello was the genius. Like he made. He was the science. He made all the shit. Donatello was the sciencey, mathy, literate genius. Raphael was more like the 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 dark philosopher. Was he? He, Yeah. It's kind of neat. Yeah, especially if you watch the first Ninja Turtles movie, he's like really jaded and he gets cut off from the I would group. like to actually see them make something more in line with the original comic. Something extremely so, violent, you know, just... Yes, you know. I don't know anything about any of that. I just... I was totally mainstream. Well, of course, yeah, I know. <coughs> I knew more about the action figures than I did about the actual literature. Right. Well, it's like the... But originally it was like super fucking violent and it was an independent comic and it was just something they threw against the wall and said, fuck it, let's throw some terms together. Teenage Mutant Ninja. Yeah, that's the one. Now let's do that. And they just started making sketches. Next thing you know, it just took off. Let's make it Let's make it hip. Let's make them sound like surfers and yeah. cowabunga, tubular. Raindrops let's do favorite things. Whiskers on kittens. We're going to get into bright that. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown you know, uh, packages. Julie Andrews wrote this song about an orgy she once had. With all the, and she listed all the things that were involved in the orgy. <laughs> True facts. Yeah. True stories. <laughs> it was a wild night. <laughs> Do your research. <laughs> you know, people think sometimes I'm just making things up that I say here on the show. But this is confirmed. You can Snopes it or whatever. You can do all the things. I love Snopes. All right. Favorite things, Chuck. This week, my favorite thing ever is uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world, the movie. As you might have heard from our opening clip, that was from Scott Pilgrim. Yes. How have you just now got around to seeing that 15 years after it was released? Is it 15, men 15 years? Uh, probably eight or nine. Okay. Um, the reason was is that I really wanted to see it when it came out, and then I just watched the first five minutes, and it didn't catch me because I wasn't really into it. You know what I mean? I was doing other shit. And my comic sensibility had changed, and I could tell at the time, I was like, eventually I'm really going to love this. But I walked away from it. And then I sat down and watched it just full form the other day. Because I, what I did was I, I sat down and watched the, the Dark Crystal. Right on. And that movie. Netflix is making a uh, series. Yes. And it, and if it's based on something that I read just recently. That's another favorite thing I'm going to get into. Uh, it's going to be awesome. But so I was in the mood for something, you know, a little bit sillier, but also kind of fantasy. So I was like, well, Scott Pilgrim looks really cool. And, uh, you know. And uh, I've been I've been really getting into 8-bit gaming. Like, I think those are the most fun games because it's the least amount of complexity with the most amount of payoff. The right. graphics are just good enough that you can make some cool shit. And plus, you don't have to learn how to fucking... You don't have to get your doctorate to be able to run this fucking buttons, controller. Yeah. yeah, It's a button masher. Let's just go do that, you know. Well, and there's... Yeah, there's something simplistic about... Poor Bubba. You know, one control, you know, dial thingy. And then, with, like, the original NES and two mm-hmm. buttons. Yes. It's Jump. Like, Fire. It's, it's the most fundamental timing 
combined with control Absolute, coordination. So much fun. And Instead of having like two fucking L, L1, L2, L3. The analogs. And, and then four r- thumb buttons on top of that. And then... Even though there are some games with all the complexity that are fun. Oh, no, no doubt. But I, I, yeah, I mean, I, it's like... Um, some of the most fun games in those in that vein you just mentioned is is Mega Man. Mega Man are great. It's just jumps and when to fire and and when to dodge. You know that's that's basically the the gist of it. But they can make some really cool looking stuff, like cool looking enemies and you know. So Scott Pilgrim, we've all seen it. Well, it's you haven't. Awesome. Uh, it's it's all these hipster <clears throat> gender bending you know freaking stuff thrown in one movie. That is just silly as fuck. Funny. Michael Sarah is just being Michael Sarah as always. I mean, he's just. I think it's based on a video game. It's like based on a comic eight, book. An 8 bit. It's based on a comic book. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, he did a bunch of shot, uh, frame for frame reshots of the comic book. Like, one of the. We, what we would just watch where he's doing that punch and then he blocks it and hits him. That's exactly what happens in the comic book. So even the. Even the uh, sound effect kachak and kachow. That's mm-hmm. what exactly. <laughs> so. Um, there's that. Then there's just that sweet love story part of it where, where it is. The music is really good. I love the music. And I like the fake band that they have. Yes. Sex Bob-omb. Sex Bob-omb. And then, but my favorite band in it was, uh, something in the boys. What well, was Wrath and the boys or what the fuck were Michael in the, what? Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> one of my favorite fake bands of all time. Uh, my favorite, one of my favorite fake bands is uh, Infant Sorrow. The Clap. <laughs> We got the, the clap. clap. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> Can't be beat. Got it off the back of a toilet seat. <laughs> that's from Get Him to the Greek, right? Yes. That's a good that's a good I love that fucking movie. movie. It's really good. <laughs> He's all fucked up. You Paul Krugman. Yes. My dad loves your shit. You're being selfish. Thank you. <laughs> He's trying to get guy to smuggle heroin up his ass. He's like, You're being selfish. You're being selfish. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yes. I wonder if Russell Brand actually uh, recorded vo- vocals for this. Because it sounds like it could be. Got got Crash and the Boys. That was the one I was thinking about. Crash they got the that boys. guy singing Crash, and then his backup's called The Boys. <laughs> <laughs> and then they play that song that's 30 seconds long. Fucking is it you got the scratch. What's the song on there about the, the African children? African child. Yeah. Do you like the African African child? African child. Uh. <laughs> everybody hated it. Okay. Here's one of their songs called uh, "Crash the Boys." I'm so sad. So very very sad. My name is Crash. These are the boys. Is that girl a boy, too? Yes. We <laughs> have up. a girl drummer. The song is called, I Am So Sad. I am so very, very sad. It goes a little something like this. Thank you. <laughs> All right, this next song goes out to the guy who keeps yelling from the balcony. It's called, We Hate You, Please Die. Sweet. Love this one. Come off the base. I can feel it, I can feel it. I 
And then that guy's freaking out. How are you supposed to deal with this? Why are you just standing there? Thank you. Fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. It does all the little things right. It's uh, entertaining. Everybody's really funny. I think one of the pe- best people in it is Kieran Culkin playing that absolute yeah. prick of a fucking uh, roommate of his. He said, don't tell anybody, okay? And he's open it. Okay. He's walking around. Open up his phone. Walks to the bathroom. <laughs> phone rings. Hello? So you're dating two girls now? <laughs> Who told you that? Wallace. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> that gossip he said that. Gossipy Queen. <laughs> it's uh, I haven't watched it in a while, but it's I always uh, I think I saw it three or four times whenever it came on Netflix back in. Yeah, I've watched it back in the three day. times in the past two days. Like I've just <laughs> I turned it on one time. I slept to it, so that's actually four. So does it count? No, because the beginning part puts me to sleep because it's familiar. I'm just like okay, I'll turn this on. Like Aliens. If there's one movie in the whole world. That you shouldn't sleep to It's aliens And I do it every time Because the, the beginning part just gets me I mean it's slow It's a very slow build Right As a matter of fact Most of the action in aliens happens In like the last 40 minutes And it's a, it's a two and a half hour film So You know Then you get you just start to get into your REM sleep And then yeah, all this yeah. fucked up stuff starts <laughs> yeah, happening yes. right Like when the you're alien queen is like Right when you're starting to dream Yes Um that's a great thing. And speak. And we were talking to about uh, the Dark Crystal. There was actually supposed to be a few years ago a sequel called The Power of the Dark Crystal, and they had written a story and they were they were in pre production and everything. And then some company pulled out. They were just like, we we can't do it. You know, I think they had lost money or something and just couldn't do it. I got I bought the first. They then some guy a comic company got a hold of this the unreleased screenplay and wrote it and and. Illustrated, I bought it for two bucks on Kindle and read it. It's fucking great. Would have made a great movie. I don't know if you guys are you familiar with the story. Have you watched it? Okay. Have you seen it? I mean, I know I've mm. seen The Dark Crystal, but I don't know. What okay. The story is basically this. It's very. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Okay. But. What it was is this. There's this race. And at one point, they were one group. Like, But then they were trying to purge the, the darkness out of themselves. So they took a shard out of the crystal, this dark crystal thing in the middle of this world. It's a completely fantasy world. There are no humans. You know, it's just. So when the crystal cracked, it split into two distinct races, the Skeksis and the Mystics. And the Mystics are. They're good, but they're also lackadaisical. They have no drive for anything. Basically, what it's telling you is that. If you take something on its complete surface and you don't inject any kind of subtleties to it, it's not a good thing, really. Even though they are peace-loving and they don't hurt anyone, their culture is going nowhere. They're not, you know, so... And then the Skeksis are the, are the opposite. They're completely driven. They're greedy. They're, every bad capitalistic impulse is the Skeksis. And what I love about it is that they, the way they introduce it, the narrator says... Uh, introduce how they are. He calls like the sketch. He says they're, they're cruel wills with their hard and twisted bodies. And he said, but now they're only 10 because there's only 10 skexies left. And then they talk about the mystics and he said, and they're a dreamy and a dreamlike, a dreamlike society, but now they're only 10 because every time a skexy dies, a mystic dies. So what happens in there's, there's these two, there's a gelfling who the, 
mystics have taken in. Long story short, there's a crystal shard. He puts a shard back in. Races come back together. End of story. Really fucking tremendous. Awesome puppetry. So fucking creative. Uh, amazing. <laughs> End of the mystic. Fucking awesome. <laughs> but anyway, this story opens up. Now the Gelflings in the second part of the story have become a, 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 a dominant race in this Thrun is the name of this planet. And they're actually starting to be corrupt. And because anything that gets too popular starts being corrupted. And then this flame being comes from this other planet and needs help. And the way it needs help is to break the dark crystal again and split every, and it's going to mess everything up again. But what I think what the story is trying to say is there has to be balance in everything. You know what I mean? You can't have anything. It's just like Dragonlance. We're talking about Dragonlance. That pendulum between good and evil has to keep swinging. If it swings too far one way, everything's fucked. If there's force. Yes, everything is balance. The golden rule, Buddhism. So, um, I think it's just a fantastic story. I think that the I think that the new show is going to be based on that, the power of the dark crystal. There's so many good ideas, and I think they're going to do it with puppets. They're not. It's not going to be animated. So I think they are too. And I love the puppets, even though I can see like the 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 Skeksis had these giant crab things called the uh, the cartoon or something like that, and they're they have giant claws and stuff, and they have legs like rept. I mean. Uh, Insectoid legs But then you can see The legs of the puppeteer In black in, in black like walking And I don't give a fuck I'm like I don't really give a shit That I can see it I see what you're doing And I love it It's sort of like so, Forgetting Sarah Marshall Whenever he He wrote the uh, The Dracula story Yes uh, As puppets Which he actually did Yeah That is the thing That he did on his own time And he was like Can we somehow Incorporate this Into the movie Yeah Jason uh, What's his name Jason uh, Siegel Yes And and they're like, yeah. It was Shut up and Al doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, oh, yeah. But, and then that led him to do the uh, Muppet movie. Mm-hmm. See, I think, that, I think that the Henson Company, because the, the, the creature shop for Henson did Star Wars. They did all this stuff. And I read like this backstory behind the Dark Crystal. And what happened was Jim Henson had been trapped in a snowed-in airport. And he said, this is an age before cell phones. This is an age before all these things to occupy your mind. So he just started sitting down and sketching stuff and creating this whole thing in his head. And it is staggering the level of fucking invention. And, you know, not only not only the story itself, which was inventive enough. That's fucking nuts how inventive it is. Something that I envy because I'd never be able to do that. I can take existing tropes and create something cool out of it. I know I can do that because I've done it. But... This is just there are no existing tropes other than just broad concepts of good and 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 bad, good and evil and and balance and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, who can create something that and and that's what he did. I'm talking about the puppets too, the mechanics, the how how you create all that shit. Jim Henson was a, a standalone unparalleled genius in everything he did. So, and he started with a sock puppet. That's nuts, dude. You know um that movie Murder in Something Town mm-hmm. that's it's got a mix of humans and uh, puppets, puppets. Yeah. it's c- coming out soon who's in it Melissa McCarthy's in it mm-hmm. but like it's a, it's some sort of weird world where puppets and humans exist I can't wait to say it but the Jim Henson company is being sued by Disney because they did the puppets for it I think they mentioned something that Disney owns or something in it, but it, there's like a lawsuit about it Disney owns the Muppets 
I think they mentioned the Muppets or something. No, I, 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 what I, what I'm saying is I think that they are an autonomous unit, but they agree not to mention other things. So I, I, I'm not, I'm not discounting what you're saying. What I'm saying is I think they might have broken the rules of that contract. I think what, what it is, is I don't, I don't know. Disney's suing the people who made the movie. Maybe Jim Henson mm-hmm. company didn't do it, mm-hmm. but they're creating confusion in the market because they're using fucking puppets that right. sort of look like Jim Henson shit. That's fucking bullshit. It's so stupid. Yeah. Well, it's, first of all, it's satire. Right. Because it's a goddamn comedy movie. I mean, Disney does so many, so many good things, but and then they do shit like that. Yeah, it's God, evil as fuck. On. Just, just they they had them ta- do things. They had them take down uh, paintings at a fucking daycare. Did you hear about that shit? Oh God! Disney sued them for putting up Disney characters on a fucking daycare. No, they will. What was it? Because somebody didn't. Uh, somebody just came in and painted like a mural. Yes. Not because they didn't buy. Disney stuff to put up. Somebody well, no, because they didn't license the characters to do it. That's so. Shitty. You know what they should have done? They should have painted Mickey Mouse and painted him blue. Like it's not Mickey Mouse; it's Morris Mouse. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> it's Morty Mouse. <laughs> He's a Jew. <laughs> it's Fiveish Finkel Mouse. You fuck. <laughs> Oy vey, where's the fish? Where's the Cavelta fish? Lux bagels. I'd love to see money. <laughs> <laughs> Love to see a uh, Jewish uh, fucking cartoon, but that's pretty and much, not eight crazy nights. Either. But that's pretty much um, that, that's sort of a way that makes it clear. But that's pretty much what all intellectual property rights do. Is they pretty much you're trying to have ownership over an idea, um, that's that's that you can't steal from someone because you can't to steal something. I have to take it from you, and then you no longer have it. Right. If I share an idea with you, or you see an idea, and then it's also in your brain, and it's also in my brain, I, you didn't steal anything from me. Right. You just created a duplicate of it in your brain. If that was true, then everything is <laughs> violation of copyright law, because there is not an original story under the fucking sun. They don't exist. Yeah, if uh, so, Joseph Campbell could sue everybody for the exactly for the power of myth. Well, it wouldn't matter because because you can come up with something original. I could come up with an original story, and someone over in, in Russia could come up with the exact same story without us ever interacting. Right. Or or a same you know what I mean or the same chord change or the same melody or you know what I mean. It's like just because someone came up with an idea, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. That's like that's like saying, oh well, I own patent on houses with roofs on them. Yeah. So you, if every house you build with a roof on it, you owe me, you owe me. See, that's fucking, and I, I can't stand that limits creativity to such a degree. Well, it almost cost us World War One because there was a <clears throat> not the Wright brothers, but the guy, the guy that came after them, uh, put a patent on the shape, the shape of a wing. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing that causes lift. Yeah, and um. And so you, so they had a patent on that shape, such that anybody that built a wing, a functional wing, was was. Proper and ridiculous. so and so so the the the, the Germans or whoever the hell we were fighting in World War One, we're, we're getting well, we were fighting the world. We're, we're able to do didn't have those didn't right. have those, and so we weren't able to to innovate. Right, and, it, and and they had to like the government had to step in and say, okay, well we've got to you know, we got to release this copyright thing for the present so that so that we don't. Uh, you know, lose World War One. Right. There's fucking Germans with their thinking outside the box and changing everything like, overnight. So, so check out this phone, right? I've got this, this the generic, you know, Samsung. Mm-hmm. Apple sued Samsung because they own this shape. They the, won the rectangle. The, they the, own the rectangle. Uh, the rectangle with the slightly rounded edges. Apple owns that. <laughs> Is that they why, do indeed. Is that why all, um, <laughs> all Samsung phones now, they bevel the edges a little bit? Is that why they do that, you think? The bevel. it's just a, a slightly different shape. And a tamfer. 
I don't know what they agreed to. I, don't, I think Samsung had to pay a bunch to Apple for shaping their phones in a way that looks sort of like an, an iPhone. Apple and Disney should get together and have a baby, but of course that would be uh, be the baby that conquered the universe. And, it'd be oh the, God. It'd be the poison apple that Snow White eats. And- <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's good. I literally I like use, that. I don't use. I used to have an iPhone, but I don't use any Apple stuff. I, don't I like. A, I like my iPhone. I, I like it like, a lot. I would like a Apple a, a Mac computer for yeah, really music good. and this on. Mm-hmm. But they're would uber. You, would expensive. you like to pay sixteen hundred dollars for it? Yeah, sixteen hundred dollars for a cheap one. Fuck out of here. This was for a cheap one. This was I think six six hundred. I think three hundred dollars for a laptop. It's yeah. a Dell. It does all the exact same shit. Yeah. And you can get a refurbished one, obviously. Yeah, for less than a I grand. think they have just slightly better programs that come stock. Yeah, like I had to, I had to do like an hour's worth of searching and downloading to get the recording program I use for this. But they, but there's fewer options. There's far less software. Yeah, because the uh, all the, you know the the, restrictions P, the PC base the, yeah. PC base stuff. There's just a bro- much broader spectrum of different options in any software right. category may not run as well without tinkering with it, but it's also easier to tinker with. Apples are harder to tinker with, but less shit goes wrong with them. Yeah. My favorite thing, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, fucking Netflix keeps hitting dingers with their documentary series. Yeah. <laughs> There's one I watched, I'm in the middle of watching now, called The Staircase. It's it, They're calling it a Netflix original because I think they funded the last three episodes because some shit had changed in the case. You all right there, bud? Yes, sir. But anyway, it's a, it was a French documentary series mm-hmm. about a murder in North Carolina, Michael Peterson. Mm-hmm. He's an author. He wrote some books. He's a newspaper reporter. Sometimes I think I'm familiar. Yeah. 2001 the wife allegedly falls down staircase, bangs head, bleeds to death. Yeah. And it's just a documentary about all that shit, hmm. about the trial and everything. And I still don't know if he actually did it. I'm to the point now where he's been convicted. He's been in jail for 10 years or eight years. And he's getting a new trial now because one of the blood spatter experts just made a bunch of shit up. Hey, it sounds like uh, it sounds like a lot of things. It though. sounds like Paradise Lost all fucking over again. Yeah, <laughs> are you saying this kid over here because he put some shit in his diary? <laughs> he's an evil kid. Look at him. How no soul. <laughs> what, what was idiots. the what was the DA's name? Gary Gary Gitchell. Gary. No, he's the cop. He's the fucking oh, police yeah. chief. Whenever, I've, I've mentioned this a dozen times. With God, I, such I want to strangle him so bad when they ask him. Scale of one to ten, how confident are you that these are the three boys that did this? Lebin. 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 <laughs> he gets that good old boy look on his face. I want to drive to Arkansas. <laughs> I want to beat fucking the feed that motherfucker his, <laughs> his teeth. teeth right now. <laughs> 25 years ex post facto. I, know, I, I know. want to go find that motherfucker <laughs> and beat his Dr. Phil looking motherfucker. God, he's ass. a piece of shit, dude. <sighs> God, he's so terrible. Thank God for Eddie Vedder getting those boys out of jail. I know. Praise Eddie Vedder. Did it all by praise to Vedder. Didn't know he was a, a lawyer. No clue. He doesn't. Like the he just walked. He just walked into the court. I didn't know. I didn't know. I'm Jack. 
Ground <laughs> four dismissal. He's leading the witness. <laughs> the judge and the jury are just taken aback. Like, oh my god! They're clutching their pearls. They're like, oh, I didn't know. <laughs> they got lighters up. <laughs> I, I don't care if these kids are innocent or not. Case dismissed. Play alive. <laughs> He's spoken. Stones back here. <laughs> Stones grooving in. He's- <laughs> Jeff Ahmed's playing the he's playing the judge's gavel. <laughs> oh, it's such a good thing. Uh, but yeah, document. I like pretty much any good do- that's well done documentary series. I'm in. This one's really good. Well, it's like uh, we were talking about. I hate the Eagles. I can't stand them. But I love that documentary about them. They, they History of the you, Eagles. Do they not give you a peaceful, easy feeling? No, they don't. They give me an angry, enraged feeling because I hate their fucking music. <laughs> I don't like them either. I like some. Um, some uh who's the drummer don henley i like some i like end of the innocence one of my favorite songs ever i like uh joe walsh's solo stuff mm-hmm. the rest of them can fucking jump off. gwen fry's a cocksucker i mean i'm he's I'm, also dead i know he's dead I, he had to have a steel nose put in because he snorted so much cocaine and ate his <laughs> nose away man that's a lot of coke and plus he had a hell of a schnoz he yeah he really did shit. yeah yeah documentary series are my or pretty much my jam nowadays awesome i love those good one yeah john you got any favorite things this week next week last week anything that you enjoy yeah, you've been absent for a minute so anything will do pig farming i enjoy mm. pig farming this week i did some pig farming and i had some fun <laughs> yeah sloshing around in pig slop <laughs> actually his pig like from what i remember i haven't been been up in a while it's it's not the stereotypical pigs in slop rolling around all dirty. No. These pigs are like dogs. I was up there, what, last Big summer? Big, delicious dogs. <laughs> when the last summer I came up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, favorite things. I have been playing... Um, so I was absent from video gaming for something like 20 years. Yeah. Almost. It's a good stretch. Not, not quite that <laughs> you long. You missed a lot. I, yeah, I left off with Tony Hawk Pro Skater Things have changed. for Things PS1. Have changed. And I think um, that was the last. You know, I, I would go back. PS1? Yeah, I would play some. You know, I would still play like Super NES games here and there. Mm. Like we'd play Super some Street Fighter. Super Nintendo, Sega maybe Genesis. Some, <laughs> some Mario Kart. But I was, I was just not anti-video game, but it's just I had other things I wanted to put my energy into. And gotcha. I just wasn't a video game guy for a long time. Mm-hmm. And this winter, I broke down and bought a PS4. Fuck yeah. No, it wasn't getting along with my girlfriend, so I said, oh, yeah? I'm getting a PS4, motherfucker. There you go. I need something to distract me <clears throat> from and, um, you, and, uh, <laughs> vile, vile wench. I think it was yesterday I went and bought uh, Battlefront 2, which is a Star Wars game. Yeah. And I played that pretty late last night, a little bit today. It's gorgeous, isn't it? I know. Uh, pretty, pretty fun. It's gorgeous. Really fun. It's, it's like absolutely. a movie. Yeah. Is is the story good? Is Yeah. So far, so, so you far. Play, awesome. You play from the point of the Empire, don't you? Well, you start out. Oh, yeah, you good. start out playing as a special forces agent for the Empire, and and so you're killing the rebel guys, I love and it. you can actually see their faces, and they look like, you know, all the, you know, the way the rebel people are all kind of kind of innocent, you know, squarish looking people. They look like and you're just like shooting them in the head and oh, yeah. blowing them up and stuff. And then eventually it comes to pass. It's and it's set in the time frame right when. That the Death Star is destroyed at the end of Return of the Jedi. Nice. So you so you witness that happen, mm-hmm. and then shit goes down, and and the character you're playing winds up turning on the Empire and oh, joining the face turn. Yeah, and so then you go from killing the the good guys to the killing them. You know, so it's that's where I'm at right now with it. But uh, yeah, and the storyline's really cool. There's there's 
parts of the show, parts in the game where you get to be Luke Skywalker. There's parts where you get to be Leia. There's parts where you get to be Han Solo. What about Vader? Um, haven't got no Vader at this point in the story. Vader's dead, so I don't think I'll get well, to play yeah. him. But in the in the arcade version, you can be Kylo Ren. You get to be stormtroopers, oh. like four different kinds of stormtroopers. I wonder how it, Kylo Ren would measure up against Vader. It's, I'm sorry, but. it's absurdly uh, intricate. Yeah, and um, hard. Like I'm playing it. I mean, I'm okay at video games, but I haven't played like a third person shooter in a long time mm-hmm. with all these buttons. And I'm playing it on the easy setting and get my ass kicked on yeah. some of these campaigns. Yeah. It's like I have to play it like five times to get through some. It's uneasy. I played. Uh, Speaking of that and games that are similar, I got I finally got Call of Duty World War Two to work. We having trouble it, getting it to work. Well, I it wasn't getting my information for my. You have to have a, a PlayStation Now account or something, uh, and I have one, but it says I didn't. It wasn't reading. So I finally got to read, and I started playing the game. And you start out at Normandy. Oh Jesus! So fucking nerve wracking and scary. Well, I, remember I mean, the, I remember the Medal of Honor back in the. That's yeah, one game I did play. Yeah, that, yeah. The intense. fucking ducks are rolling up on the beach and opening up, and da, 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 they're just waiting on you. And it's like just, the, the screen turns red when yeah, you hit. Yeah. There's all this, this creepy music playing, yes, and you can look around. Like at this one, you can look around and you like tumble over the side of the boat. And you come up to you, it, you come up to your buddy, and his legs are blown off. Yeah. And, yeah, you were playing it back then. Imagine it now. I it know. was real. It was fucking real. I'm afraid just, to play. Do you play it. it with the goggles on? No, that might be too much. I haven't You know what I haven't really used that I, I for, like it For video games Yeah I like it But I really haven't You gotta sit so close I know It's it, it was a, It's a very neat technology But it's flawed Yeah so, it needs the Bluetooth up. Mm-hmm. That's what It needs a tooth up It really does I think they're working on that next I'm sure they are But um, That That game And uh, We played L.A. Noir, Which is Man If you like story driven that's the fucking game right there. Or The Last of Us. You have to play The Last of Us. I mean, I, I've got a copy that you can... I'll let you borrow. It's yeah. actually his copy. I let him have it. <laughs> <so you> can... <laughs> I mean, I played it, and pl- I think I played it through twice, and mm-hmm. Chuck and I, You never played it before, had you? No. And I let you borrow it, and it became your, one of your favorite <laughs> games of all time. became one of my favorite things of all time. You I, played it... I just couldn't... How many times have you played through it, probably? Ten. Ten times easy. I mean, I, because sometimes if I'm feeling depressed, it's like I want to revisit old friends. You know what I mean? So I'll just throw it in and I'll go through the storyline. Uh, it, it is uh, absolutely easily the best zombie thing. It's not even zombies. Yeah, they're not. I mean, it they're, isn't. They're it zombies, is, but it isn't. But you know, it's like a apocalypse type thing mm-hmm. that happens. Some sort of thing took over. Dystopian. Uh, it's the best story. It's the best execution of the story. It's mm-hmm. one of the better video games. Yeah, it's fucking good. The the facial expressions, you can tell what they're thinking. You can tell, mm-hmm. you know, it's just it's unreal. Mm-hmm. And it tugs at your heartstrings and it's and my and my point and my selling point for everything morally ambiguous. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is Freedom. A, that yes. is a, it is a big Part of that fucking. Game. Are you doing right or are you doing wrong? You isn't know, there a choice you can make have you to played, change the way it turns no, out? No, there isn't, but I don't want to reveal it because I don't want to ruin it for him. Yeah, I don't. Um, yeah. It, the choice that is made. There's a choice we're making. Is a selfish choice that's made. But it is a, it is, it is a uh, selfish choice in the name of love. So 
I think that those are hard choices because there are people that I love so much that I would make that selfish choice for. Like, it, okay, this will save this group of people. Fuck them. Well, that's the whole. It doesn't hurt one person I love. That's then fuck that's them. the whole Anakin Skywalker story. Yeah, he became evil because of quote unquote love. But that was so weak. That was such a weak. Well, those story. movies sucked. I know. Yeah, are you kidding? They were terrible. The, the episode. Are you kidding episode me? two. They were tough. I wouldn't wipe my ass <laughs> on the booklet. Are you? Are you? Fu- yeah, two. it was so bad, dude. And then unwatchable. The I can't, I've oh, never made it through. Had such a good bad guy. I've never one. made. Yeah, it, yeah. I can watch episode one, and episode three, but I've never it has made it two through good episode scenes. Two. Episode two is one of the worst movies I have ever seen. Yes, is it worse than the I room? Agree. Than what? Than the room? No, the room is fun because it's so bad. <laughs> this isn't the fun, yet, John. I don't think so. Uh, I think you'll love it. Hi, doggy. Hi, do- I do that all the time. I, like every time I'm at work and like there's a dog in somebody's backyard, I'm like, "Hi, doggy." <laughs> I call everybody. You're tearing Mark. me apart, Lisa. <laughs> oh, hi, doggy. <laughs> anything oh, for my hi, princess. <laughs> I would do anything for my girl. <laughs> it got so awful. <laughs> but anyway, that the movie about that movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's a movie so so bad that it's good and so good that James Franco. Adapted the book that a guy wrote about his time making the movie into a movie called The Disaster Artist. A book? Wait, so it's okay, a movie the, about a book about a movie. No, it's yeah. a movie. Yeah, okay, yeah. The Room is a movie that this mm-hmm. weird guy named Tommy Wiseau made with his friend. Um, I forget his real name. But, but he plays Mark. Mark. Yeah. You'll hear that a lot in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and Oh, hi, Mark. And the guy that played Mark wrote a book about it called The Disaster Artist. Because it became like a cult hit, like yeah, sort of like uh, Rocky Horror, except for Rocky Horror Picture Show is actually pretty good. This dog is shit, objectively bad. <laughs> and, like things make no sense, and you're like, "What is happening? Why do they keep throwing that football around? Why are they playing football all the time? Why are they wearing tuxedos in that one scene and then go outside and play football? What is happening? There's yeah, no context. Like, <laughs> No, there's no context. Why do they keep going up to one the woman roof? calmly? And why does this woman think that she can yell at this guy <laughs> they've just met, giving him life advice? It's such a and why does the same woman announce he's got cancer? Well, like I've she's got saying, breast like, cancer. She, like she's saying she has to get her car fixed. Yeah, like I've she, had people do that to me before. Well, but that's just <laughs> toughness, you know. Or no, you just you, you know you bump into weird people at the hospital or whatever, mm-hmm. and there's like, yeah. But anyway, he he wrote a book about the making of that movie, and James Franco made a movie about the book. And the movie's actually very funny, very good. And there's a lot of the scenes from them. They recreate a lot of scenes from the movie. Yeah. The original movie. In it, and it's hilarious. I I think it's sort of like how everybody was obsessed with Gummo in, in our it's, little It reminds, me of, it Gummo reminds was, me of um, Troll 2. Yes. There's that documentary. Very much. Best Worst yeah. Movie, yeah. yeah. Best Worst Movie, yeah. And that documentary is great, too. Yeah, it is. I love that. But and I've never watched Troll 2. I tried. It's bad. I was like, it's I so just, bad. Can't, I just yeah, can't do it's it. It's really I'm bad. I'm not going to be yeah. able to do it. It's a sequel, but it's not. Like, I don't know. And the the perhaps the most infuriating thing about The Room is you never really know why they fucking called the goddamn thing, thing The, the room. room. Yeah. Why is this movie called The Room? Because he takes, shot himself in that room. Perhaps, yeah. wow! God, you're spoiling such a great plot point. Well, it's just like it's just like why did they call uh, the movie Airborne Airborne when they don't really take that much air on the rollerblades in the movie? It's mostly downhill. What about Electric Boogaloo? Breaking two? Not a lot of electric stuff. There was in the in the last part. He went through that magic thing where he's Electric Boogaloo. Well, I guess you're right. I mean, come on. I stay agree to agree. <laughs> 
maybe I do, and maybe I do. That's our new thing is agreeing to agree. <laughs> Let's agree that you agree with me. <laughs> yeah. Um but yes, the, please everybody watch the roof. For yes, it's, sake. it's great. I've mentioned I've been talking about this movie for nine months. I'd say his, his eyes are halfway closed to the whole thing. So it's practically your baby. Yeah, uh, <sighs> yeah I think the whole thing's on. It's on Netflix. Yes, tits and all. So, oh, and the sex scenes are hilarious. They keep looping them. And like, there's yeah, and it's horrible music. Like, it's absolutely oh, horrid. And there's like a sex scene. Like, the second sex scene has scenes from the first sex scene in it, and, and looped in. I, I haven't watched the Disaster Artist yet, but Seth Rogen sitting there in the director's chair. Why is he having sex with? Does he not know where her vagina is? Because yeah. <laughs> he's like really high thrusted. Yeah, uh, lower. He said, "I'm doing the scene." <laughs> My ass is integral to the movie. <laughs> My ass sells the movie. That's exactly what he said. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, the Zaster Wars is on Amazon Prime. It's fucking free if you have an Amazon account. Fucking watch that movie. I That's promise. That's favorite you. thing. It's it's really good. Um, Gummo though, let's talk about that for a second. Is that bad? Is that bad? I think it's absolutely genius. Okay, what's it about? I have my theory about what it's about. It's about That's what I think. It's something to do with hell. No, I don't. But that's not my theory. I it's not purgatory. It's not about anything. It's about this town. It's about. Um, Is it in the it's, town it's of a Kentucky? dystopia. Xenia. It's sort Xenia, of. A, it's just sort of a dystopia about you know. Um, Cock a doodle doo. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a caricature. You know, it's a, it's a dystopia about uh, you know America. You know, an American town that has that has that is broken. That's a good a, a broken culture within a really you know American town. And to me, like watching to. To me, the thing that I love about it is this, like, as fucked up as it is, it's just a slight twi- twist of a difference from the kids I grew up with. Yeah. You know yeah it's, not, I mean? it's not different from when I'm a kid. Yeah, you're yeah, absolutely that's what right. I'm saying. Yeah. And so it's like I am. Um, the full I, movie's on, uh, H, or, uh, what is this YouTube. thing called? YouTube. Yes. In case anybody wants to watch it. It is very disturbing, too. Now, Gummo's Harmony Korine, right? Yes. Yeah. He's made some good movies. Kids. That, it's, kids. Not, it's not as disturbing as Spring Breakers. Julian Donkey Boy. Julian Donkey Boy. That's a good one. Yeah. If you haven't checked that one. I don't think I... The way the look I just got, I don't want to watch it. It's been it. quite a long time since I've seen it. Yeah, you want to watch it. Is it up there with uh, Audition and stuff like that? Audition. Oh. What's Audition? Audition. You've seen that, haven't you? It's familiar. So I'm not getting... Bradley used to talk about how you guys would watch up at Morgantown. Audition. It's a Japanese horror oh, movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's not. It's, it's totally different. It's it's more like Gummo, but a little bit more kind of drawn out. Okay. Um, a little a little less flashy than Gummo and a little darker. Gummo, what I think Gummo is about is the two, and this is, of course, this also it's, it is a Rorschach test about what what your beliefs and stuff are. That's, that's, I think that really is. The way you view it is a Rorschach point about how you, how, what, who you are as a person, what you believe and, and all kinds of shit. I think it's a portal. The two the two tornadoes are a portal, drug that place to hell, and now they're in hell and they don't know they're there because hell is so bad. Not least because you don't know you're there. So, mm. I but mean, I don't I don't really see it as that hellish. I mean, it, I don't know, um, man. All the stuff I saw, saw and watched, I just really it would really it was really disturbing. Like it was just, um, I don't know because there's like there's a humanness to those to those people. You know what I mean? Um. I mean, it's bizarre. Yeah. 
and the first time you know first time i watched it it gave me an eerie feeling but after that it's almost like a comedy movie to me i I pretty much i laugh at it okay that's fair yeah i just think it's i laugh at it but i also see that i know that it's not a comedy but i just um i just love the character it's absurdist it's not even absurdist to me you don't think it's absurdist slightly yeah it's yeah yeah it is i guess but it's i just um I identify with the characters. The characters in that movie seem more real to me than in uh, they do in, in like some documentaries. I, I just um, um, it's just presented in a way that it's like I've been in situations that t- to me like the way it is for me as an introvert and, and just the way my brain works to interact with with people right. in normal scenarios like just in West Virginia growing up. That movie feels like reality to me because That's because fair. the world is a hellish place to me. It's not that much different to me from reality. I go back and forth with that. I don't know if the world is a hellish place. Sometimes I'm well, going, walking down the street or even I don't think, down the road. I'm uh, like, that, man, what me, a fine place this is. Let me, you know let me correct myself. I don't think the world is a hellish place now. But for the first 25 years of my life, it certainly felt that way. Yeah. Until I grew out of that shit. But When you're decidedly not redneck and you grow up in a redneck place, it can get a little bit weird. <laughs> like, like I, I even tried to be like just to fit in. I mean, I like, I, like, I mean, like here's an example, like, like uh, you know, the farm that Dad had. He called it a farm, whatever. You know, riding the four wheeler up there. I mean, I remember stopping, stopping. The, you know, it's like two, my brother and I, and we've got like fucking, we're like just dressed up in redneck clothes, going up and just cutting brush all day with this other redneck guy from Georgia who's just shirtless and. Um, it's pretty much just stays drunk and smokes, chain smokes cigarettes. And Sounds the three like of us, people. the three of us are riding on this four wheeler with bald tires up this hill. That's a one to one slope. God damn it. And we stop and hill. talk to these yeah. people yeah, and we talk and stop, stop and talk to these people. And, and there's just like this, this baby comes out of this house that doesn't have a roof on it. Um, and she's just like covered in flies and she's just like, what that? Like, like talking to you, but not making eye contact. Yeah. I mean, th- this is just stuff that like. I've been surrounded with, and it's like, this is a scene from Gummo. It's not, and, and it's not that I'm shitting on those people at all. It's just like, it's easy for normal people to shit on the people in Gummo and to say, this is fucked up. It's like, well, no, this isn't fucked up. This is. To them, it's fine. Yeah, go to the third world and hang out for a little bit. Take a sniff of that shit if you think Gummo's weird. Yeah, to them, Gummo would seem like, hey, this is a pretty neat place. It's like, There's I There's plenty to eat. It's like they're listening, they're listening to Bone Thugs and Harmony, and they've got food, and they've got pets. Yeah. They got the house to themselves. Fighting chairs. They've got all this like they've got all this furniture to sit on, and you know what I mean. It's yeah. like it's not so fucked up, but you know, it's it's. Yeah, I think that we have like really soft skin as a as an American culture. Like we've got like, uh, I mean, the word privilege. God, I fucking hate, I hate that, that word. Yeah, but I know, what but you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Fuck yeah. 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 This is Uncle Charles, yo. <laughs> and I'm with my Uncle Charles. <laughs> he said Bone Thugs and Harmony. I couldn't help it. I, I was going to play Crossroads, but I saw this. I was like, hell yeah. Anyway, I agree with you about that. Um, Anthony Bourdain killed himself. Allegedly. Yeah, so I was wondering. I was like, th- why are they not giving us the, the full story here? Well, or I, I don't know. You know, m- I have this theory. Robin Williams hanging. Chris Cornell hanging. Chester Bennington hanging. Anthony Bourdain hanging. The last celebrity before that that hung himself was Carradine. Mm-hmm. And they said it was autoerotic asphyxiation. That brought a lot of shame upon him. Mm-hmm. I think they're withholding that information. 
No. Okay. I think they're all but you don't, accidentally you don't, killing you don't themselves by jerking like, off. But, but, I don't have any in real information. Right. It's just yeah. it's just sort of it's a, a hunch. It's a theory. These, these guys have a had, gut feeling. These guys have been able to fuck whoever they want. They've had the hottest women. They've in the world. had addiction issues. Addiction issues, and that can be like stage, a control thing. Stage yeah. high issues from like from the high you get from being a public, being on stage, being a rock star. Yeah. Being, think about that. Think about how everybody loved Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. He was. I mean, I've not seen a negative thing about him in my life. Left, uh, righties didn't like him. Well, whatever. But fuck them. They can all die. I don't give a shit. Wow. That's not very nice, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Fuck them. Not very nice. Not That's all, like 70% not, of your neighbors. Not, bro. All, not all the righties. I'm talking about the, whole, I'm talking about the hardcore, tro- hardcore a, troll righties. That's like 70% of your neighbors. Fair. It's just a hunch, man. Because you've, you've had all the sex that you can possibly have. There's only one way to. Sometimes Gen it up. you got to just hang your hang yourself a little bit and jerk off, and you get cut a little bit too caught Well, if up you used it. to be a heroin addict, and you used to be a crack addict, and et cetera, et cetera. Bourdain was a crack addict. Bourdain was heavily into drugs. He was, yeah. he I knew was, he was he heroin. every line cook you've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Besides you. Yeah. Well, alcohol. Alcohol was your-, yeah. your uh, But life. yeah, addiction, it's a, it is a Rolodex of addictions at fucking kitchens. Yeah. What are you addicted to? Why are you assuming that? You're right, by the way, but- <laughs> 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 but what happens, you know, if you take one thing away, you know, if you if you reach a certain high, like a heroin level high, and you take that bliss away from your life, uh, and, you, and you don't have something to fill that with, um, you're going to, you know, the odds are you're going to, you might try to find something else to, so the, you know, I think that there's some legitimacy to, to the, and, you know, legitimacy maybe, to his theory. And also, there, it, maybe they all did kill themselves, but. Because, but I can't imagine they have reached the pinnacle that like they've there's not a whole lot left for these people. They've traveled all over the place. They've seen everything other than raise their kids. This goes back to um, remember I was telling you about uh, memory, sorrow, and thorn, and they had that immortal race on it. Yeah, and then they were just like, you know, what do you do with the press of fucking centuries when you've done everything? And of course, our lives aren't centuries, but it would we've shortened things to so much. You can jump in a plane and be. In a place and explore all of it virtually, and Anthony Bourdain and, did. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What it. what does he do now? You know, well, it's, I think probably what it was he came to West Virginia and realized there's nothing better. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> well, he, Although he, that episode, he experienced. I hear it was fucking great. He experienced almost heaven, so he wanted to try the real thing. <laughs> For the first time, he had a hot dog with chili and slaw, and he was like, God, I've been damn, fucking I'm up this sure. whole time. I've been a chef, and I have not beaded so a beat pepperoni roll. <laughs> this is so simple. I hope he didn't just just now have a hot dog with chili on with, uh, with coleslaw on it. I'm not sure. It's only West Virginia and a little bit of Kentucky and a little bit of I Ohio. did that shit up north. They looked at me like I had lobsters crawling out of my ears. Yeah. I was like, well, they you did have lobsters crawling I out of I did at the time. <laughs> but they were you get small. what I'm saying. Small lobsters. <laughs> they were tiny little lobsters. They were crawdads. But I, I, but the uh, you did, okay, I'm trying to get out what I'm trying to say, and I'm stuttering a lot. But um, poor people that are struggling rarely kill themselves. That It, it is an old... Wealthy person's game, older, not or like, middle middle class, yeah. or young person that is just making a terrible rash decision right then, right? And feels Pe- feels there people no, that no are struggling in the middle, right? Rarely ever kill them. Well, here's the reason I think that is. Uh, there's a book. There's by, lots of books, Chuck. But may I continue? <laughs> <laughs> there's a book by a Russian writer uh, called Flow Theory. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've listened to him on Rogan, I think. It, yeah, it's fucking great. It's one of the best books I ever read. Just 
struck me as so profound. But he was talking, he said, the happiest people in the world that he's talked to are homeless people. He said, he said, why are you? And he asked this guy, this homeless guy in, uh, in, uh, Italy or someplace in Spain, some kind of street person. And he was, I think a bit of a minor celebrity or whatever. And he was very charismatic and all this stuff and everybody liked him, but he's a homeless guy, you know? And he's like, why do you live this way? And he said, well, here's the reason. And he was talking to him. He said, by the way, this guy was devastatingly intelligent. I mean, there was nothing wrong with him. As a matter of fact, everything was right with him. But here's the reason. He said, my life is a game. I get up every day and I have to figure out what am I going to eat? Where am I going to get it? You know, all this stuff. He said, I get to live with it, with this, uh, this motherfucker's with, playing with che- real life chess every day. Well, it's like with feedback. I get constant feedback from what I'm doing because if I'm if I fail, I go hungry. If I don't, I don't. So that's complete feedback. That is the most visceral feedback. So, and he says, you know, and he said the only slightly down from them are people who work a hard scrabble existence, like goat farmers and sheep farmers. And and then he was asking this woman, what do you do every day? Well, here's what I do, blah, blah, blah. He's like, what do you do for fun? And she kind of giggled and she said, well, and she named the same things. She (laughs) said, this is what I do for my life and I love my life. And she was living in abject poverty. Mm. I'm stop using that word, but I had to use it again. (laughs) Well, it's it's the same thing too. You know, got to see the third world a little bit. Not that I'm like the most worldly person, but you've you've been to 20. I've, I've seen that. I seen the, the you know the, the AIDS patients and the the black babies with the ding dinglings in the street because they don't wear clothes in, in Haiti. Yeah, and um, they, 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 now the inner now the inner city uh, like Port au Prince is the the more urban areas are pretty rough. Yeah, but you go to most of the most of the um the more rural areas, especially up in the mountains where they still have trees and things, and they're still they're farming on like steeper slopes than we even have here. They're like growing crops on fucking cliffs, pretty much. Yeah. And that they don't have shit. I mean, you're lucky if you get a piece of meat once a week. Damn. You know what I mean? If that, and, and that, you know, some of them have AIDS and some of them have really bad diseases and they're struggling, but 90% of those motherfuckers got a big white smile on their face. See, that you go, thing, you go yeah. walk around, you go walk around in Morgantown, you go walk around in New York City, you go walk around in. Pick a place, and some places are happier than others. Sandusky, Ohio. None of those motherfuckers walking you down ever the street. Ever been there? None of those motherfuckers. Shit hole. None of those motherfuckers walking down the street with a big smile on their face for no goddamn reason. But then you can take the opposite of that. You can take a place that has. I think that it's not anything. Nothing's an absolute. You can take a place that is wealthy and all that stuff, but the people have a purpose. They have a. You know what I mean? They're like. I don't know how to explain it. Like, do you have a purpose? That's fair. You're doing something. Yeah, I mean, you, you fit. See, see, where our brains are wired to be in groups of like two hundred people or less, mm-hmm. smaller communities, and within that community, it's, it's Dunbar's like every, number. People, people know you, even if you're a worthless piece of shit. If you're just the guy that kind of plays Barbet. with this poop, <laughs> if you're just the guy that kind of plays with this poop, and like they just like, okay, well, we'll just keep you alive or whatever. He's you, not that bad. You're the town fool. You still have the purpose, right. Of being that guy, right? Because and everyone still knows you, and you you still belong to a cohesive whole. That doesn't exist in um. You know, global society. Well, it doesn't exist in the United States. Right. You know, for the most part, there are certainly areas where it does. There are people that that have a mindset that is that they've got their group of people and they feel like they belong. They have a healthy mindset about it. You can beat it, but it's not the norm. The norm is we're all isolated, and we don't we don't have a purpose. It's like if I stop farming, it doesn't make a fucking difference. 
If I stop making music, it doesn't make a fucking difference. It doesn't change anything. That's a good. But if good you're point. in a if you're in a village of a hundred people and you stop weaving, yeah, or getting no that, more clothes for getting that deer that you get once a month. Yeah, people fucking notice. Right, it matters. But that's also a lot of pressure because then you're that person. And then you, you're you're, no, but the, but you're you relied also, on by your actions. And that is have, precisely why you don't kill yourself because there's people relying. But exactly. you also you also have support though. Like there are African um there are African tribes that are like if someone goes through African American. If, no, African African. <laughs> um, <laughs> they prefer to be called African American, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let me flagellate myself for a minute. Um <laughs> <laughs> Contrition. No, I forget. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna mess up the wording of this, but it's something like that. When um, when something bad happens to somebody in the tribe, every single person in the tribe goes to that person and tells them something that tells them something that they love about them. That's awesome. One thing. Every single person goes. That's and does really that. awesome. And so if one person is down, they all work to lift the one person up. And now that's. That's an extreme example. I think that's a little bit hippy dippy, quite frankly, a little too much. But at that the same, is a bit but, much. you know what I'm saying? It's but the principle is, if some in our society, if someone's down, you're like, oh god, I hope that stinky motherfucker doesn't ask me for anything. Right. <laughs> you read my mind. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah, that's and that's why people kill themselves. That's why that's why there's school shootings. School shootings is not about. Here's my theory: school shootings is not about um, access to firearms so much. It's not about Bullying per se, although that's a piece of the equation, it's about um, you Control. know, the, it's about the people that the the people that um, that fall through the cracks. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and people have said this probably more articulately, but it, it's it's more related. The better correlation is not guns to gun ownership to school shootings because that correlation is inverse. Yeah, as gun ownership has gone higher, as school shootings have gone down for the last twenty some years, actually, but. There is a correlation between the n- amount of suicides happening and the amount of school shootings happening because a school shooting is not a shooting. It's not about shooting the other person. It's 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 a, it's a suicide. It's a suicide by cop. Is what it is. Suicide by cop. Yeah. Exactly. And so so if you really want to address that issue, you need to address uh, address the underlying issue of how are we letting certain people get so fucking low and let and that they get ignored and the fact that everyone's ignoring them, they go even deeper because like well, everyone else is ignoring. Why are they ignoring them? You know what I mean? There's well, it's because our culture, our our biological model, and who we are doesn't fit on the culture that we have. Well, it's just there's not a tribal element. There's you don't you don't have a purpose, right? Right. This person doesn't have a purpose in my life, so why should I, you know, mm-hmm. take him out for a drink or whatever the hell you would do, to, or just be nice, right? Or, or like, yeah, just just like say, hey, man, uh, I you know I got an extra cheeseburger or whatever the hell right whatever the little you know whatever the thing would be that that could turn the tides for that person doesn't happen and it doesn't happen exponentially it takes a lot of little incidences like that to, for a damaged person to go far enough to do something like that right um, to for, for a person to go far enough to kill themselves but but even more so to kill other people then kill them yeah it's just an ex- it's a more extreme form of suicide it's not about guns it's about it's suicidal on steroids. It's about despair. You're right. Which is uh, the disease. But people, like you see people posting stuff after every extremely rich person commits suicide. And you're like, and they're like, why would somebody that had so much going for him? Like, you don't know what he had going for him. You don't know what's in his head. You don't know. Well, that's the thing to bring. That'll another thing is a. So suicide's one of those issues. It's like, if you want, to, if you want John Morgan to talk about this issue, 
you know, it, it could get long really quickly, and you're, <laughs> and you're not going to like it. It's like it's like asking me about food ethics or something like that. It's mm. going to be like you better really want to listen to what I have to say. Strap in. <laughs> um, but I honestly think you know, it's like I'm, I've had people in my family commit suicide. I've been suicidal before. Blah blah blah. I know a thing about it. Um, it's a fucking choice. You know what? That person owns their life, and um. And and the and the, the the default setting is is that people get emotional and they get angry towards the person that killed themselves. To me, that's the problem. That's the lack of empathy right there. Absolutely. Instead of saying, "Damn you!" And right. so, yeah, it's like you're so selfish. You got to think about your child and your friends and your fans and your kids. Yourself. It's like you motherfucker. It's like the only free action is suicide. That's to to be or not to be. That's the only choice you have. And so, if a person is suffering to the degree. That they're willing to take that step and kill themselves. It's the suffering is that bad, but your selfish ass is mad at them because you want them to continue suffering because you like their show. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. You're selfish. You're the selfish person. It wasn't selfish for him to commit suicide. It's his goddamn life. That's like saying it's selfish for me to, you know, smoke cigarettes or you know whatever. It's like maybe in a in a roundabout kind of way, but. It's my fucking body. It's my life. I own it. It's none of your goddamn business. That's why I think uh, I, I'm completely on board with this. I think that uh, that suicide machines should be access, should be accessible. I think that you know that, I don't think it should be they something. Are. Well, I mean, <laughs> they 100 percent are called guns and pills. Well, I, I, no, but I'm talking about something that is painless. That is now that you know. Well, the gun's going to be painless. I think the gun's going to be it's painless. Go, it's going to take a little bit of gumption to get that fucker up there, though. Right. That's yeah. fair. That's why, as you know, it's, you know, it's, I think it's really unfair in our culture that we don't have, um, that the success rate of suicides is so heavily weighted towards men because more men use guns, more women use pills, and they fail all the time. Mm. I think that's unfair. I think women should have better access to suicide. <laughs> this is my stand-up <laughs> bit. <laughs> it's one of those shit. Look around and laugh. Should I? Oh, it's tremendous. <laughs> that brings up this is a total side tangent, but that brings up the um, the feminism thing. You know about how you know there's obviously like pay differences and all that stuff. Yeah, and there are things that are unfair towards women in our culture. Don't deny it at all. Why won't they acknowledge their calorie privilege? <laughs> they only have to eat three calories per every four that I eat, and That's we pay true. the same price for the food. <laughs> so really, they should pay 23% more for every piece of food they get because of their calorie privilege. <laughs> oh, my dream drops in my I've actually <laughs> got something scary coming up. What do you got coming up? This uh, thing in my back. I'm going to go get a look. You got a fight ball bull? Oh, the, uh, the lump in your back that I... Mm-hmm. So it's not ball bull. No. Uh, no. <laughs> We did a bit about We could call it about, Bald we, Bull It was a continuous bit For a while I, I mean it was a whole episode Called the Bald Bull Chronicles <laughs> Remember this song <laughs> I don't know I've, no, We've talked about a, suicide And I brought this up I've got a lump in my back About this big Show him Take your shirt off Y'all come back now You hear It's not a limp node I don't know I don't know what it is either I just noticed it When he was doing squats The other day here, yeah. It's probably just a calcium no. deposit to be clear. No, you're probably fine. Well, that's what I think, but I can feel. I mean, I've got. I, w- I should have I never goddamn mentioned it to you. No, 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 it's not you that that mentioned it and said something about it. It's mom. Uh, because I, I mean, I, I did mean, mention it. I mean, because I've had it for years. It's something and it's, years and years. Yeah, it's something you want to look at. Like, ch- check this out. I've had this since I was twelve. 
Come push down. Feel. I think I felt this yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel it. I've been there, since, and if you take an X-ray, the bone is growing around it. Mm-hmm. I've had it since I was eleven. Or just 12 for years people, old. people listening. It's, it's um, from it's from getting numb. John uh, just made Chuck touch his dick. From, from, didn't from getting hit in the leg doing karate, yeah. and like injuries and stuff. It's mm-hmm. where it was like maybe a hairline fracture. It formed a cyst. Okay. And that's all that is. What I think it is, there was a time when, and I've had uh, spinal pain problems like my entire life. There was a time when I was a kid, and I was in my basement, and there was this giant workbench. Excuse me, there was a time when we were all kids. Sorry. There's this giant workbench, and it was pretty high up. And I was up on top of it, and I reached out for the stool and missed. And I landed right on top of my head. I was a kid. Oh, shit. Yeah. On top of your head? Yes. Oh, on a concrete... Basement and the, and the spine kind of jarred, and I think the spine compressed. Yeah, because it felt like I was shorter, and I freaked out, and I ran upstairs because I thought I was going to be in trouble. And I told my mom, and I said, "Mom, I fell and landed on my head." And she freaked out, of course, because God love her. I love my mom, but sometimes the hysterics, the hysterics come out a little bit. When are, with and of course that's the way it is with children. Like yeah, with with Annie, you know, I remember Annie fell off a bandstand, and a restaurant manager t- asked me what I was going to do if I wasn't there at, at work. Instead of being there with her, and I said, if you don't let me out of this place, you're going to leave feet first, and I'm going to step on your skull as I'm going over you. So- <laughs> funny, funny thing, my parents were so over the hysterics by the time I was I was a baby and a kid and all that shit. Mm-hmm. I was the fifth one. Yeah. Like, Whatever. Well, see, I, you're crying. Yeah, yeah. We get it. <laughs> That's fair, too. <laughs> I, I don't, But I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, there is that that dual thing if it was something that was that i was going to be fine with but i was still hurt my mom would have been like you're going to be fine my mom didn't like football she did not like that's fair okay but like as far as like something like falling down like she would watch me jump off my back porch onto the ground yeah like doing elbow drops playing macho man yeah like to nothing like <laughs> well watch me do the elbow drop and I'd stand on, I'd jump on, like, oh, that's great like it was like eight feet yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean th- and i understand that's a that. pretty decent drop if and i do that now i'm breaking my knees but it's um you know, but that's landing on your head. I mean, that could have yeah, been, that yeah. could have killed me. You know, as a matter of fact, I could have had an internal brain injury and I would have died later that day. Yeah. So, so they took me to, uh, they took me t- to Montgomery Hospital. Oh, God. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying with this. So I think there might have been spinal injuries from that because I've always had, I had pain in my neck so bad and pinched nerves. I when think I was there might have been camp. spinal injuries from you going to Montgomery yeah, that's, Hospital that's fair. after the accident. <laughs> <laughs> rolling this kid around, hit my head up against the thing. The doctor's ah, like, shut up, he's kid. got like a little hammer. He's hitting your head. Like, Seems fine. I want an Easter egg. 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 But, um. Ching. <laughs> <laughs> like a, a rim shop. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, after that, a few, for a few years after, every time I would get really physically active and I would get like tensed up around here. Like when you're fucking or something? Yeah. I was 10. Um, you would have, I would have pinched nerves. Started early, didn't you? <laughs> I would have pinched nerves so bad that they would make me nauseous. I would vomit sometimes. Uh. So I think that there was probably some spinal damage. And I think that has always been there mm-hmm. because I've always had pain from it from standing for too long. But if it hasn't hurt me thus far, I highly doubt it's going to be something that's you, that big of a deal now. So. Um, if, if the doctor, if it causes you any problems in the, Whatever doctor you go to doesn't you know have an answer for you. There's a guy called uh, Brett Morgan in South Charleston who's kind of like a he's like a magician kind of doctor. Yeah, who's actually he's he's legit. Like he he 
be able to help you with anything like that. And he'll he'll do like he does some weird shit. Yeah. But it's um I mean it is based in science, it's just not mainstream science. Okay. Uh, but is I he a chiropractor. I don't know if I think that might be his his technical like. Didn't he do the shit or, with the chakras and all that stuff? Well, that has something to do with it probably. Yes. I I've never actually been to him myself. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend went to him. But he does stuff with crystals to for diagnosis. He's a diagnostician. He can tell you what's going on. Can, now is this? And he can rec- he can recommend. This is a weird way to get you jerked off. I feel. I think it is. No, I'm not. Being, no. <laughs> no, but and then he can he can recommend. He can say, well, if you you know you have a you have a something in you that is an organism that's a not you know that's a if he calls organism. it a body thetan, I'm coming back and I'm punching <laughs> right in the head. And, <laughs> You're getting and, a roundhouse uh, kick, sir. I mean, he can tell you, and then, and then people wind up finding out. It's like, oh shit, I have a fungal issue. Like, I have candida. I would have a. He found out with these fucking crystals, and then he recommended this diet that starves it out, and it works. Okay, that's fair. Things it's like just, that that are based a- on science that are not American science, because the American science, the American medical science, is all owned by big pharma. It's not about. It's not about diagnosing people. It's about selling drugs and selling. Well, surgery. yeah, I mean that's why they're trying to kill kratom. And by the way, they're winning. I yeah, mean, so it's so, they, so it's not that far fetched. Right. Um, it's just somebody that I I can say from from what I heard about him, I never even actually met the guy. Um, multiple people, many many multiple people. Um, if you have a problem like that, right. that the other doctor is not is, is jacking off about. Check this well, like out. I said, I've looked at it and I, and I thought it was getting bigger, but it hasn't. It's the same. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but my fluctuate. mom is my mom is freaking out about it. It'll fluctuate. Yeah, and, and like especially if I pick something, like I was telling you, I picked up that giant chunk of carbon. It's been stuck out a little bit since then, and all but a little bit more aware of it. I but, literally only noticed it last week when I went to the uh, gym with you. Well, and I was bent over, and there was a light shining straight yeah. down, so the shadow was on it. And other than that, other than that, you really can't see it. I thought it was a subcutaneous tail. I can wag it. <laughs> Jesus, Mackie. <laughs> Fucking Keystone Cop. <laughs> Shit. Um, but no, but mom wants me to go to the uh, Med Express. And I'm, things are really starting to go my way with what, what I said. And then with uh, my job and my daughter's coming down soon. And I'm finally, everything's happy for me. Like everything is going my direction. And what I'm afraid of is I'm going to get up there and the guy says, well, this is spinal cancer, and um, <laughs> you have undiagnosed spina bifida, Simon yeah. Birch. <laughs> you're going to be—you are a miracle case, sir, because <laughs> you're a beast, and you can pick up. <laughs> wow! <laughs> like you can enter like the Special Olympics weightlifting competition <laughs> and shred these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I mean, you don't even have to go hard. Just do 135. <laughs> You'll set a fucking world record, sir. Um, but I, she wants me to go on Monday and get it checked out, and I'm kind of freaked out about it. So I perhaps wouldn't go to Med Express. Well, they can do a CTI and stuff right then. Oh, right on, yeah. So I mean, that's the reason. Actually, they called the doctor and said, you know, what, what about this? And he said, well, Did he say go- ooh ee ooh ah ah ting tang? What on a bing bang? I got a new grill. Neat, did you? Yeah, got it on Wednesday and spent. You you find out how um, attention deficit disordery you are whenever you're reading the instructions trying to put shit together. God damn, I had to read them four or five times. That's why I can't read books now. I, well, I mean, books I'm fine with. Like I can, like I can tell you, and I've this is no exaggeration. I can I can describe and know every house in Westeros by their herald, heraldry, but I can't. I can't. I had the worst time putting together my sound system for my TV. <laughs> so. <laughs> 
that I would have been okay with. I mean, it makes sense reason. after a minute. I'm like, okay, this makes sense. So I did that. You know, all you have to do is look at the connections and kind of make but it. But for that grill, I, it gave me fits for about four and a half hours or so. But it works fine. You can tell by my everyday fits. Yeah. I ain't rich. <laughs> Cease and desist with those tricks. Now, now I've got like a 400-pound fucking old gas grill that's all rusted out. But like the the um, stainless steel frame's great. Yeah, if anybody wants it to to junk it or anything, please mm. take it off my hands. But um, I had a hard time getting that fucker put together, but it's together and it uh, cooks a pretty good steak. And I will keep my charcoal grill because sometimes I like that. But just the convenience of the propane, all right, is so much more my style these fucking days. Let me just say that. Well, I, I... children behave. That's what they say when we're together. You guys got anything else you want to talk about? I think that's it. Let's watch some fights. And maybe jerk off together. I don't know. Maybe, like, can we do it with the, with the clothes on? Kind of on, under the pants? Can we just look at each other and make seductive faces? Yes. Okay, let's do that. Can I get a blanket? <laughs> we can all have a blanket. Can we all get in a blanket together and kind of look at each other under, under, in seductive like, Is he doing it? Is he doing it? He's actually doing it. Let me know when I think close. I'm going to do it. Let me know when you're close. <laughs> Got a raging clue. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. You guys can suck my dick. <laughs> no, seriously. If anybody wants to suck my dick, <laughs> slide into those DMs. <laughs> Let me know. <sighs> Thanks for listening. God bless you. Pillow Fort Radio 162. Over and out. And penis. Paper brown. One born suicide. Yeah. His mama stayed by the riverside. Down in Chicago's. Clutching her Bible and let off from him. Yeah